Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. That wasn't bad. Let's try it again. Merry Christmas, everyone. Good. I need energy from you because this is the fourth Mass and I'm tired. But I, it's Christmas Day and it's like, as I've said before, it's like the Super Bowl for a priest, right? It's like winning the Super Bowl, which as a Vikings fan, I've never experienced. <laughs> Christmas is a, a very difficult feast to preach on. I mean, you'd, you'd think it's the biggest one, second biggest one next to Easter. You'd think there'd be a lot to say, and there is, but there's a couple problems right now. Number one, there's a lot of people that come to Christmas Mass that usually don't see as far as they're maybe traveling, they're with families. Some of you maybe are forced to be here by your parents. Others are forced to be here by grandparents. Some of you are just here because you're here all the time. There's a lot of familiar faces and, and some that aren't so familiar. The other part that makes it very difficult <clears throat> is that the culture right now has taken Christmas and kind of made a show of it. So everything becomes a show. Like you have to have the best lights. You have to have the best tree. Everything needs to be perfect. We got to put on this face. So like, Christmas Day is just going to be perfect. We all want to have a good time. No fights in the family. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about religion. Just for one day, let's pretend we're normal. Right? That's kind of what's going on. My, my, uh, my aunt has a little thing above her cabin, a little sign. It says, as you leave the cabin, it says, remember, as far as everybody knows, we're a normal family. And it's just not true, you know? And so it's hard to capture the beauty of what Christmas is and yet the mess of what life is and how those two literally coincide at the birth of Jesus. The beauty that God, God became man for us and the mess of the nativity. And when I say met, you know, you look at that and you're like, what are you talking about, Father? That's beautiful. Imagine it. Moms, all you moms here, raise your hand if you would like to give birth to your child, your firstborn child, in a barn around animals and hay that smells like animal stuff. <laughs> no, it was a mess. It was a disaster. And right after that, what happens? The massacre of the innocents. Because King Herod didn't want to lose his power. Jesus steps into the mess of life and shines, as it says in John's gospel, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness will never, ever, ever overcome it. But the world has got us, we've missed this meaning. The world wants us to believe that that life out there, the life that we live, is the pinnacle of this, of, of this life. And it's just not. And that's why we move from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. Because we're trying to fill this void in our hearts that can only be filled with the infinite. So tomorrow, you know what's going to happen? Lights are coming down. Trees are chucked out the front door. And we move on to New Year's. Start decorating. It's going to be great. Christmas is just beginning. This is not the end of Christmas. This is day one. We go on for like the next 20 days celebrating the season of Christmas. Isn't that great, kids? Tell your parents that. We got 20 days of presents. <laughs> but we somehow have missed the meaning. And even though we try to make it perfect, life is not perfect. Life is hard. It's messy. 
But the truth of Christmas is Jesus wants to be in that mess. That's why he came the way he did. Christmas is beautiful not because we make it beautiful with our pretend sort of show. It's beautiful because God has come to remain with us so that we might remain with him. And in view of all that, that was just my intro. (laughs) In view of all that, there's three questions that kind of came to me. Number one, what is it that we really want? Every human being, what is it that we really want? Number two, what does God really want? And number three, what does Christmas have to do with either one of these questions? So first, what do we really want? I want to start with one thing. Every human being is one gigantic need. We are needy people. And you might say, I hate needy people. I'm not. Yes, you are. You're a needy person. Because deep down, if we're honest, if we're honest, there is an aching, longing, enormous desire for things to be better. We just want things to be perfect, and they're not. How many of you, you don't have to raise your hand, rhetorical question. How many of you, when you're alone, and you think to yourself about your life, how many of you say, man, I got a pretty good life, but I wish this wasn't wrong. I wish I had a better job. I wish my marriage was better. I wish my kids were more well-behaved. I wish they hadn't fallen away from the faith. I wish there wasn't so much pain. I wish so-and-so wasn't struggling with the sickness. How many of you experienced that? Because there is a longing in our heart for perfection. There's a reason they call this life the veil of tears. We have called it that for thousands of years. And right now the world wants to show us that this is not the veil of tears. This is the best possible thing. And if you just get enough money and enough power and enough honor and enough pleasure, that you're going to be happy. You're going to be happy. But there is a desire in all of us, if we're honest, that we desire perfect love, perfect happiness forever. And if that's the case, then either, there's one or two things, either every human being on the planet has a desire that can't be fulfilled and it's a big huge joke or number two this desire should tell us we weren't made for this life we were made for something far greater and the good news of Christmas is that Jesus has come so that we don't have to stay here we don't have to stay here yesterday my dad called from Minot and said that they had to admit my mom to the ER again. Um, for those of you that don't know, my mom is very sick right now. And when he called and said that, there was a movement in my heart that I didn't want my mom to be healed. I didn't want that. What I wanted, if I'm honest, is I wanted to go home. And what I mean by that is that not 1726 North Washington in Bismarck, mom and dad's home. I didn't want to go there. I wanted to go home, my father's house, where I can be with my mom and my dad, eventually my brother, my relatives. I can be with all of them, and I don't have to worry about hospitals, and I don't have to worry about suffering, and I don't have to worry about pain, and I don't have to worry about heartache and argument. 
that I'm safe. And in that moment, it was revealed to me what we want, what you and I want, is a love that never ends. A perfect love that never ends. That is the deepest longing. So what, the first question, what do you want? Whether you want to admit it or not, you want heaven. You want heaven. And yet, at Christmas, we try to fill that infinite desire with all these finite things of the world. You know, we've had Christmas every year, and every year we got to come up with new presents. Why? Because the old presents are done. They don't satisfy you. And yet we keep chasing that. We keep chasing it. And we're never satisfied. I remember there was maybe, I think it was last week I told this to one of the masses, there was a kid a couple years ago that I ran into. It was at this family's house for Christmas, and they were opening presents, and got done opening presents. He just looked really down. And I was like, I was like buddy, what's the matter? And he's like, I didn't get what I wanted for Christmas. And I'm like, oh, I was like, well, what did you want? And he's like, I don't know, but I didn't get it. And I think that that's it. Like, that's in our hearts. We have this thing like, if I can just find that thing, I will be satisfied. And that is a lie. St. Augustine said it best. He said, our hearts were made for you, O Lord, and they are restless until they rest in you. So the good news of Christmas is that this perfect life is available if we choose it. We were made for communion with God. Did you know what the number one torture you can give to a human being is? The worst thing you can do to a human being. Solitary confinement. It is the absolute worst thing you can do to a human being. That should tell us something, you guys. What should it tell us? That we were made for love and by love. We were made for communion. I think it was Mother Teresa that said, everything you need to be happy, you have right here, right now. You have your faith, your family, and your friends. It's all about relationship. It's not about the show. And it's not about pretending that your relationships are normal and good. They're not. They're messy. And that's okay. Because God wants to be in the mess. So that's what we desire. What does God desire? A couple days ago, I was over to family's house, and I was sitting, and there were, it was, they were a very prolific family. So they had children everywhere, and and, and grandchildren everywhere. And it was chaos, absolute chaos. I've never seen something like it, but it was beautiful chaos. And I looked, the mom was just sitting there and just smiling, like the, the most picture-perfect picture of contentment. And I said to her, I said, why, why are you so happy? Why are you smiling? So she said, because, Father, I got everything I ever wanted for Christmas this year. And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, I have all of my children And all of my grandchildren in my house safe with me. And I got to thinking, if that isn't what the the desire of the heart of our Father is in heaven. To have all of us home safe forever with him. And so what does God want? You want to know the craziest answer? The craziest answer is this. What God wants more than anything is you. Just you. That's what he desires. So the good news of Christmas is this. We have a home. And we have a father that wants us to be in that home. And we have a brother who made that home possible. And the way to that home possible. If we choose it. And the problem is is that we can't get there on our own. 
The road that led to our home, we destroyed. And we continue to destroy it with our rebelliousness, by our lack of trust, by our lack of obedience, by our failure to listen to God, by our failure to love one another. And the more we continue to live that way, the more we damage that road that leads to our home. But Christ came to restore that road. There is a beauty to this life, don't get me wrong. But there is a beauty to life that will come that we can't fathom. And so I want to leave you with three simple suggestions. First, for those of you that maybe don't regularly come to Sunday Mass who are here, I ask you to hear what I am saying this morning. There is a fact that all of us agree on. It's the only point that every human being has to agree on. And that fact is that we are all going to die. We are all going to die. And I hate to break it to you this morning. You only get one life. Just one. And so what are you going to do with it? If God is who he says he is, then he opened up an avenue for us, a road to us, that it would be foolish to not get on. Foolish. So what are you going to do? Because your heart says that you weren't made for this world. But will your actions also say that you were meant for the world to come? Second, if you're not on the road, get on it. What does that mean? It means simply going to Mass, praying with your family, confession, living a virtuous life, responding to the life of grace. And finally, Maybe just simply to be amazed today. Be amazed that what you want more than anything else is God alone. That that is the deepest desire of your heart. And maybe even more so, be amazed that what God wants more than anything, for some crazy reason, is you. And just because you love him and follow him, it doesn't mean your life is going to be perfect. It's not. But you have a home. And you have a way to that home. On this Christmas day, let us realize that why he was born, why he died, was to be with us. May that sink deep into our hearts. And may we avoid the show of Christmas and realize the true meaning, which is God became one of us so that we could become one with him forever. And may we place that relationship at the center of all we do. May God bless you on this Christmas day.